Welcome back to Eating Adventures, a food search exploring must-eats in notable restaurants. Order up. I'm Chloe. And I'm Haley. Are you looking for a restaurant with stellar views of Lake Washington but that also has delicious food? Well, we know the best spot on the east side. Como is dedicated to the cuisine of the Lombardia region of Italy surrounding Lake Como. The restaurant's menu features a variety of fresh antipastis, pizzas, and of course, handmade pastas. Today we are joined by a very special guest, Eric Berkeley, the general manager of Como. Thank you so much for being here and welcome to Eating Adventures. Thank you for having me, ladies. It's my pleasure. So I think we want to start out with kind of your perspective on what the idea is behind Como and how it was first established. You know, Como, I believe, has been around for about the past four years and Trevor Greenwood and Chef Gabriel Chavez got together and wanted to recreate a dining experience that you would have if in fact you were on Lake Como in Italy. So the fact that Como sits here on Lake Washington really reminds and sort of um, transfers people to Como as if you were in Lake Como, Italy on the lake enjoying uh, you know, a fresh made meal. We have a James Bond theme to the restaurant, and if you look at our menu, there is um, a wooden boat. That boat was used in a Bond film on Lake Como back in the 70s. So we have our own uh, wooden boat. It's a Shepherd, and that boat is available for guests to book and take private tours of the lake and then get dropped off and have dinner. So another sort of authentic Italian experience that you might find if you were visiting Lake Como in Italy, you could then, you know, recreate the same experience here, you know, at Lake Washington in Kirkland at Como Restaurant. That's Super such a cool story. I didn't know that you guys had a boat. Yeah, we have a boat. Uh, it's, it's covered for the winter, but it's parked out front, but it looks very similar to that Como boat that's on the menu. Um, ours is a shepherd. I forget what model that is, but back in the seventies, everybody had these, you know, handmade wooden boats that were, you know, roaming around the lake for people's leisure and whatnot. And uh, one of those boats was used, you know, James Bond film. So you'll see little nuances of James Bond, like little photos of 007, some of the actresses that were in the movie, and then of course the boat. And yeah, it's. Um, you know, we, we basically take like four to six people out on the lake. We give them a private tour, a little bit of Prosecco, um, let them enjoy sort of the fresh air and being on the boat and being driven around. And then we drop them off and they have a special meal at Como and watch the sunset. In the summer, it's amazing. It's really spectacular. They get the boat and then the dinner with the view. It's really nice. Have you been to Lake Como yourself? I have not. And I have to be honest with you, it is um, like on the agenda for me to get to Italy to experience Lake Como and and try to understand further the experiences or trying to recreate, you know, here in Kirkland. So um, I've only been with the company, this is my third year now, and uh, it's just been so busy, we haven't had time to get me over there, but I do want to go desperately. What has been like your previous background in like food? Like how did you end up here at Como? So I've been in hospitality for a very long time. I started working in restaurants when I was uh, younger um, as a kid actually it was like a weekend high school job and I just always found work in restaurants and as I got into high school and college I was doing other things cooking serving bartending and never really thought of it as a career I got a degree in business marketing and when I graduated college um, it was back in 93 um, my best friend and I we moved to Aspen Colorado 
in the winter that I had just moved to Aspen, Planet Hollywood was opening a restaurant in Aspen. I don't know if you remember that concept, but that was, um, you have the Hard Rock Cafe with the music. Planet Hollywood was um, themed restaurants surrounding Hollywood and movies. Anyway, so I started working for Planet Hollywood, got invited into the management program, and basically stuck with restaurant management since. I've worked for some notable companies like Cheesecake Factory, Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Um, I've done some small independent things, um, predominantly in Southern California. San Diego was uh, home for a long, long time. And then some things happened and COVID hit and um, I went up to Priest Lake, Idaho for a summer just to run a resort. And the gentleman that I worked for when the summer was up, he introduced me to Trevor and Gabby. And that's why I ended up here in Seattle uh, on Lake Washington managing Como. That's so cool. That means like you've experienced it all from like different like food industries. I do. I've had a, a wide variety of restaurants that I've worked for and a lot of different styles and systems. And I try to just adapt the best little thing from each one, you know, into my style and how I manage, you know, our restaurant and um, try to mimic that as best I can. Um, what's like your favorite dish that Como has? Oh, man, there are so many. Um I grew up on the East Coast in New York and New Jersey, so I love pizza. Uh, our pizza is amazing. We make that dough fresh, uh, let it proof for a day. Um, the salsicha, which is just a simple sausage pizza with caramelized onions, it's really good. Um, I love our fall truffle pizza. We use this truffle crema foam on a pizza. So it's kind of weird because if you eat a hot piece of pizza and you have this cold foam, you're sort of not used to it and you think they just served me cold pizza but in fact it is supposed to be like that you have this hot you know crust and cheese um, and then you put this cold truffle crema foam on there it's really really unique um the popper deli uh, is amazing we make that pasta ourselves. has a wild boar ragu um really really good and then um you know, any one of those pastas that those guys make are just amazing. But those are some of my favorite dishes that we make. And then I guess like since you were talking about pizza, mm -hmm. like what do you think makes the best pizza? Initially, it's going to be the ingredients that you get. You want to buy high quality ingredients that go into making your dough. And then making pizza dough, you know, there is a process to it. Um, you have to have the right mixture of ingredients. Um, we want to use some high quality filtered water. Um, the best flour that we can buy, and we get you know Italian flour. We import it from Italy, and um, and then of course once you make it, you want to proof it and store it properly so the dough uh, has a little bit of time to sort of um, puff up, if you would, um, from the ingredients that are active in the dough. And then, quite honestly, when you take the pizza dough out before you go to make the pizza, you don't want to overhandle it. You know, you sort of delicately want to shape it into the form, whether it's going to be a, a medium round, a large round, a square, you're in a tray, but you don't want to overwork the dough too much. And then, you know, homemade sauce and fresh grated cheese and then whatever toppings you'd like to put on there. Yeah, the ingredients really sound super fresh and high quality. They are. We do our best to, um, to bring in the best quality ingredients we can. It, it's something that we're passionate about. Does the menu often rotate depending on the season? It does actually. Um, we rotate the menu anywhere from four to six times a year based on ingredients that we're able to get. We have all these different guys 
that source different ingredients for us. And we use a lot of truffles in some of these pastas and, and pizza dishes. And we have a guy, one thing that he does, he's the mushroom guy. His name is literally Mushroom Joe. So Mushroom Joe comes by every week and gives us, you know, the best hand-picked mushrooms and truffles that he can find. Um, so, you know, there's all different people that we reach out to for specific ingredients that we're looking for for these dishes. Is it, like, hard to kind of, like, find these distributors? Uh, sometimes initially, yes. And then other times, no, they find you because they hear you have a restaurant, you're open. Um, we've been very fortunate that we've been around Seattle for a long time, long before I got here. So there's been a lot of relationships over the years with people within the industry that support us. And then, you know, distributors, you know, are your best friends in this relationship. They want you to buy their product and sell their goods. And they bend over backwards to take care of you to make sure that, you know, you have what you need. They are at times, um, struggling sometimes with, uh, supply chain issues themselves um, you know the amount of goods and services that are flowing into the country at times can fluctuate due to COVID and other world events so you know making sure that we always have the same ingredient year-round is the tricky part um, but they've been very very good to us this past year. How involved are you on the kitchen side of Como? You know um Somewhat. Uh, I don't get too involved in creating the dishes. I more or less let chef and ownership decide what they're going to do. And then I take the information and get it out there to the teams. Um, get it on the menu, get it into the POS system, train the people on the dish and, and what's in it, uh, sample it, and then involved in you know the daily sale of the items. And then, like, you were mentioning that, like, the chef is usually the one behind, like, the creative process. Mm -hmm. do, you, do you think, like, you would have, like, if you had, like, an idea, like, how would you, like, approach it? Everything's, you know, an open uh, table here. Um, we're always looking for ways to be creative and keep pushing the envelope of what we're doing. Um, complacency in this business is a killer, to be honest with you. As soon as you think like you're good and you got it, it's pretty much game over. So we try not to ever get too comfortable with where we're at. Even if we're busy and successful, we want to approach each day as if it were our first day and really do the best we can to keep the evolution of the restaurant going. You know, restaurants, as you probably know, fail quite easily it's like the number one failed business that people you know get involved in so we don't want to be that statistic we want to be the opposite we want to be one of the ones that make it you know 20 30 years and uh, knock on what we're doing good so far you know typically if you make it after two years or so you can feel a little bit more comfortable about your restaurant and the longevity of it um, but there's still you know new restaurants, competition, people are always looking for ways to do things differently. There's always competition out there. There's quick service casual up and coming in the market and you know all sorts of different things that attract your guests to try different things. Um, so sometimes yes. How does Como manage that competition? Like what do you think sets Como apart from all the other Italian restaurants across the Seattle area? You know, great question. And um, I think it's a combination of these things that we've been discussing. Um, first and foremost, we have an amazing location. We are on the water. Um, the design and build out of the restaurant is really important. How a restaurant feels when people walk in and are with you throughout the whole experience really makes up the experience. 
you can have certain things along the way that um, are either good or bad or, or amazing or you missed a little bit. I love my food. My drink was just okay. The server wasn't that great, but the, the kitchen was amazing. But if you have the location with the food, the service, and then you create that feeling um, that, you know, if people were basically dining in your own home, if you had company coming over, your cousins were coming to town, or you hadn't seen your sister in a while, and you prepared to have these people to your house to entertain them, to take care of them, to make them feel welcome, that's what we're really trying to do. And I think Como does a good job of that because it's like ambiance is so like calm and inviting and homey. And that's like one of the things that I think is like really special about it. And then like talking about like Como and like preparing it for the future. What do you think some goals are for Como? You know, that's a great question. Uh, I think our goal is to continue to refine our craft and always be pushing the boundary of what we can do in the kitchen with the food that we're serving. And then... Right behind that would be our service. I think it's imperative that we continue to improve our service standards and are always looking for ways to, you know, create that relationship with people that come in. And the more people that I can get to know and make them feel like they're at their their local restaurant neighborhood spot uh, is going to help us set ourselves apart from the competition. When it's like summer or the holidays, it's usually Como's busy season, I'm sure. Um, how do you guys deal with that? So there's a number of things that we do um, in the summer. For example, um, our patio is only open about five, maybe six months if we're lucky with weather. So typically uh, we get the patio open sometime in April. And then we have 10 extra tables that are highly, highly sought after. People literally want to be on that patio and sit there like all night. So we can't always allow that because we want to make it fair for all of our guests that want to enjoy the patio. So um, we, of course, add 10 more tables for the summer. With the 10 extra tables, we add additional staff on the floor to handle the volume. Um, we allow ourselves to take additional reservations because we have now 10 extra tables that we're able to utilize, whereas in the winter we don't. Um, and then we do everything we can to attract as many people in the door. Um, our goal is to fill the restaurant every day and to keep it full for as long as we can. And then we rely heavily on our staff to uh, help keep the energy going. Uh, we don't want to stop serving uh, you know, at 9, 30, 10 when the kitchen closes. Uh, we may not be cooking pastas uh, you know, after 10, but the bar is certainly open. We're able to do dessert and coffee and just allow people to enjoy you know the open space the outdoor the patio you know the lake is beautiful the stars are out uh it stays light up here longer in the summer so literally at 10 o'clock at night like there still be some sunshine out so we're able to use time to our advantage to keep you know more people in the restaurant there's also like a lot of restaurants like similar to you guys like in the same like area i guess of mm -hmm. this little i don't know like Talk-ish. Mm -hmm. um, like what's like your relationship with like your other restaurants like how do you guys like work together restaurants are for the most part and especially right here in our neighborhood we're all friends we borrow things from each other you know we run out of this little thing can I get 10 lemons you know we take care of each other like that um, because if their business is doing well it attracts people to the area and maybe they go there one day but they're coming to me next and vice versa so 
we do our best to have an amicable relationship and are always willing to help our friends in the industry out should they need something and vice versa they do the same for us i feel like this is going to be a great spot because like i feel like there's so many different cuisines that are coming in like you have italian and then like the mexican restaurant below mm -hmm. you guys and then across the street there's like Tresor. yeah french american bistro the grand yep and then they have carolyn point kitchen which primarily does breakfast and lunch uh, it's a little bit different service model they're more of a quick service counter type venue but i really like their food and they're all very very polite in there and they recognize me by name so it's that feeling that i get when i go there that i try to replicate here for our guests you know they know me by name there's eric hey how you doing you know those things really matter i mean like this area as a whole just seems like such a happy place it's super pretty with all the sunsets and i just really enjoy coming to come every time well i think that's a great way to end off this interview thank you so much okay. for joining us at any adventures eric we had such a fun time learning about como and like why it was established and all, all about como and it was so fun okay great thank you ladies you're welcome anytime and and please uh let me know what else i can do to help you okay yeah i think you'll catch Haley and i on that canoe rowing by okay <laughs> yeah. that's fine no problem yeah. that's good Thank you to Eric Berkeley from Como for joining us today on Eating Adventures, as well as for the super yummy meal that he sent us home with. I really like their pappardelle, which I'm sure that's like your favorite too. It's just a classic and they do it so well because they have like handmade pasta, so it just makes it so good, especially with the view. It's just such a complete meal. For sure, they pair that handmade pasta with a nice boragu. And I also really like their short rib. Um, I think it's super flavorful and tender. Oh, such classics. Well, we'll definitely be back again soon to visit Como again. And if you want to look at any photos we have from Como, you can check out our Instagram at Eating Adventures Podcast. And also, you can download Eating Adventures on all your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify, Amazon Music, and Apple Podcasts. You can also listen to us live every Wednesday at noon here on KMIH 889 The Bridge.